rolling, 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 rolling. No, you must I don't know, know keep it. Keep doing, keep doing that. That'll help keep though. Rolling, 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 rolling. I don't. Limp biscuit. There it is. Keep oh, rolling. okay. It's literally called keep keep running. Oh wow. Air air raid vehicle rolling. Yeah. Hmm. How do you, how do you not know that song, Chris? I'm I'm not a big Limp Biscuit fan. I don't think I know any of the other songs, to be honest. <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, no, but see, yeah, if I ever hear a Rollin', it's the first thing that does come to my mind is Clueless. Oh, rollin' not, with the homies, right? Not Rawhide. You know. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, and then you did the Rollin', 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 and of course, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is old. <laughs> right. welcome yeah. back to the best thing you watch this week there's chris from movies and munchies myself ruben from the ruby tuesday we still ourselves congratulate us thank you for joining us uh on the best thing we watched we're going to have an interesting week this week i think i feel like i say that every week but every week is true because of one thing or another that happens during the week of whether the content is crappy or good i think we have a bit of a mixed mash this week yeah so we'll see where we end up. Chris and I are definitely going to have an interesting conversation on one of them, uh, which is going to, or, always fun. Uh, Chris will be doing his movie quiz that he does every week, and I'll be doing a stupid question in the audio exclusive. We're going to be talking about a movie that's quite close to my heart because it's literally filmed where I grew up. I, I, I in fact, have been to some of those shots that you see in the movie called Tutsi. Oh, really? Or Tutsi, uh, one of the best, if not the best South African films we've had to date uh so we're going to be talking about an audio exclusive bit and then we'll talk about what we're looking forward to and some news in that audio exclusive bit however we still do all the normal stuff here what's the best thing you watched movie quiz and whatever tangents we go on don't forget we have a patreon got new content dropping every week for just a pound and this week's top is a top three adam sandler's because uh, we have never done one, and Adam Sandler's uh, f- family has just dropped a new film on Netflix, so we thought it'd be a great time to do that. So if you want to support us for just a pound, follow the link to the Patreon. Um, I'm sure Chris will put a link somewhere on yes. our eyeballs. <laughs> Let's get I try started. not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started, Chris. Cool. Uh, okay, movie quote quiz. Uh, let's talk about the winners first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had Tara Briscoe, Red Comet, and Chris Retzlaff all mm-hmm. got all three correct. Nice. But then Jeff Hoffman and Nostromo got two oh. out of the three. So still, good job. Um, cool, cool. Means I was able to stump you just a tiny bit. Yeah. The answers from last week, Armageddon, mm-hmm. Zoolander, and Cars. So I got Owen the first Wilson. and third one, the Zoolander one. Mm. sure it, well and that was kind of a random one within there too mm. you know yeah. so cool can you do um, the look <laughs> well for for audio we're trying to do the the smolder look i guess it's their smolder from zoolander it's like the eyebrow blue look. steel blue, oh that's what it yeah blue steel that's right blue steel <gasps> yeah it's mesmerizing i think i just hurt my head <laughs> Mm, okay. okay. Uh, you ready for this week's? Yeah, let's do it. All right. <clears throat> Nick, I've tried everything. The embassy, the German government, the consulate. I even talked to the UN ambassador. It's no use. I just can't bring my wife to orgasm. <laughs> wow. <Okay. laughs> 
<laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I knew you were. That was what I was. <laughs> I love it. Okay, number two. Come on, it's Czechoslovakia. We zip in, we pick them up, we zip right out again. We're not going to Moscow. It's Czechoslovakia. It's like going into Wisconsin. Okay. Gentlemen, I think you both should realize the gravity of this moment. I've spent the last two and a half years of my life preparing for this penetration. <laughs> this, uh, my mind is like, this has got to be airplane or hot shots, those type of movies. Oh my gosh. Okay. Great so there is a theme. Um, Naked gun. Yeah. No. It, yeah, it may not be, it may not be wildly obvious, um, yeah. but yeah anyway okay <laughs> let us know give us your guesses uh put a couple spaces in there so that everybody else has a chance to uh to guess as well we'll give you the shout out next week mm-hmm. uh ruben though hit us with a question okay so yeah uh, i'm trying to think <laughs> of how to word this question so i recently did a review for the winter king oh yeah um which is based on the bernard cromwell books he did one for the well he did a few for the last kingdom and then he's done mm-hmm. these and he's one of the writers on this series there's three writers that have adapted uh, adapted this series i've seen the first five loved it and didn't have an issue with it but surprisingly to me this has been the series that has the most for me it's toxic others say it's not that like they they don't like um because they feel like it's historically inaccurate because of people of um what do they call it blackwashing so if you like merlin is black and you wouldn't have had people that are black around that time um i i tried to take the the point of merlin was a, a fantasy character arthur's a fantasy not real but i think their argument is that historically speaking like if you take real places and you ha- you're trying to go for sort of authentic in a fantasy setting then they should adhere to blah 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 uh, and that's not the case in Bernard Cromwell's books either. The Merlin wasn't black, so blah 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 blah. We've heard this argument loads of times within toxic culture. For me, it's toxic. For them, it's not. So the the question is, because we is it okay to change things like that? Because we get so many remakes of an IP that is dear to people's hearts, right? So like Lord of the Rings. We had a, a series with new content and people just hated that. Like they just, you know, just jumped on it. This is the worst thing you've ever seen. And for me, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. It's like, this is incredible TV. It's, don't get me wrong, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, uh, well, the, the trilogy will always be my favorite, probably until the day I die, my favorite trilogy of all time. That Just stay there. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I thought the series was incredible. Probably change some of the characters somewhat but they're still doing their own thing so here we have arthur that storyline and that's been done like at least 20 times various different versions right like at least 20 times this is based on books i'm just the question is a big one like what do we what do we think about this like is it okay to should we stick should we be closer to if we're adapting from the books or is it okay to take some stuff for tv and adapt it to what works for your tv series or are they just trying to incorporate what's the word they're trying to be woke all and yeah work all encompassing make sure that you have all colors and presets and all races uh inclusive inclusive so how far is too far i guess is the question so (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) All you that are worried about a black Merlin, um, your racism card is out. Your hood is showing, so you probably should tuck that back in um, and go along to your little KKK meetings. The and probably some people just tuned out and good. Bye bye. Um, <laughs> I okay. So if you're taking something absolutely historical, mm. um, I think at that point you should you should maintain as much um, accuracy as possible. Yeah. I mean, like you wouldn't take George Washington say and make him. Um, but if I mean, you're retelling even even those like we've had where there'll be a number of like like you can do on any president's life story and you'll have three or four different movies and they'll all show different aspects and be different that's true yeah i hmm. well i think i think from a at least from a fiction standpoint good lord whatever you know what i mean we're talking about made up things here. So, and in this case, which, which I find even more surprising from fans. And I use that term very loosely. And for those in the audio, I'm using the, um, the air quotes, um, you, the writer of the book is one of the writers on the series. Do, Do you not just like in Sandman? When everybody yeah. got all up in arms because, oh my gosh, you've changed what Neil Gaiman did. Dude, Neil Gaiman himself was involved in this. And he came out and said, we've changed this because I wouldn't write it the same if I was writing it okay, now. Okay, well, let's let's say that he's been credited there just because he's the, the original author. So they gave him a credit in writing. And they've... See, they, I think one of the episodes, they have a village mm-hmm. where Merlin... They, they call it Avalon, and basically it's a village for people that are outcasts and rogues, where all are welcome from all walks of life. Sure. Okay. And so there we have different races, and a lot of them are colored, uh, skinned people, so black, um, wh- whichever part of the world you hail from, they all kind of find a home under this banner. Okay. Uh, which is part of, like, so one person will say, well, Merlin's black. I might be able to believe that because there might be one sort of Saxon or, you know, uh, whatever. I'm trying to think what they are. Moodish, the, 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 the Moors, you know, Robin mm-hmm. Hood, that kind of thing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the Morgan Freeman there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but then they get really upset that there's a bunch. And I'm not just saying a little, but it's been like absolutely whitewashed on, uh, or blackwashed on IMDb. A bunch of people like they just scored it really low. They've scored it really low on Rotten Tomatoes. Although it's funny that it's still quite high, high with the critics um, rating that they quite like it. So either there's a minority of people that speak the loudest, or there is something about how much Hollywood is so scared of not being all inclusive because people the, the the small minority are the loudest on the internet uh the balance yeah i don't know yeah it's i think like for me i love the diversity that we see in shows and series because um for so long there hasn't been yeah you know this is this is entertainment i think people yeah. forget that they do this is 
th- this, this is a historical a, document. Even if it is a historical document, it's provided for our entertainment, right? It's not a documentary. It's <laughs> it, and it's even a, if it's a documentary and it's a different. The, the, what my wife said to me, uh, or was it my sister? I think my sister. She said, even if it swung the other way, and for the next twenty years, we get only mixed race or colored people black people playing the roles of white people that is okay because it's been so far the other way the balance will take a long time to get and how interesting would it be if we got an amazing black actor to play superman how different perspectives from different cultures that's the thing i mean think about um now i have not seen the movie and some people loved it, some people hated it, whatever. But The Little Mermaid, the remake, mm. okay? <laughs> Again, a complete fantasy. Yes. Um <clears throat> I remember how upset people got. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's she's black. Yeah. I was she's more upset about her hair, to be honest. I was like, where's the orange hair? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but the videos that we saw of the little girls who are now finally able to go, she looks like me. Yeah, I mean, they that's, can see- though, there were those videos on TikTok. And those, if you've watched that and not come away with, yeah, all right, fair enough, you know, that I have a heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why? I mean, there are so many movies, like what your sister um, had said. I mean, there are so many movies that look like me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there are not a lot of English language movies that don't look like me predominantly. Yeah. And if you're threatened by that, that is not the content's problem. That is your problem. If you are upset or or triggered or whatever because somebody that doesn't look like you is on the screen, especially if you're white, mm-hmm. you need to get over yourself. You need to jog on. Because that is just, I'm sorry, you're, you, Because hmm, how great I've it would be no one day if you. we have a female black paraplegic gay person that's in the lead of a superhero or TV series, and it's just normal? Like, we don't bat an eyelid. We, it isn't made out to be a big thing. Right? And it's, it's, it's sad that we get excited um, yeah. when we see somebody being represented who hasn't been before because it's so novel you know what i mean like it when we should watched be moon uh, moon what's it called moon moon night or moon night. Um, or yeah, hawkeye yeah. both of yeah. them oh both yeah. of them but uh, moon night i remember you and i talking to each other on facebook or whatever when we saw the egyptian superhero and i thought yeah. that was so damn cool but wouldn't it be great if that's not like we're just like oh that's normal now yeah right yeah you just cool you know i mean it's just superhero right that that's what because we are no longer i mean it's it becomes an even playing field then Mm. you know and so that every race every you know gender orientation whatever however you want to word that is represented you know what i mean so anybody at any time can look at something and go oh yeah i see myself in that that's awesome Mm. That's cool. Because so many because men in, in the comments that are obviously, I guess, weak in their masculinity go, mm-hmm. when are we going to get men in the leading roles again? Men, you know, white, middle-aged men. It's like, dude, you, you have a million to fall back on. You're all right. Uh, let somebody else kind of be in the camera now. 
Yeah, from pretty much the beginning of movies. Yeah, that's from who talkies, has been it was male, white, middle aged men leads. Yeah, yeah. I, I I want a good performance. That's what I want. Yeah. So, good lord. Ugh. Okay, that was quite a tangent. Uh, that, that was a big. <laughs> that was a big question. It's a big topic, really. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That was a All good right. one. It was important. Yeah. It's good to talk okay. about these things. This is what our yeah. platform is, is for, really, for yeah. entertainment in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we live in interesting times with uh, entertainment, which is, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in the new segment. But let's talk about what entertained us this week. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? My list is rather short. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got to watch Ahsoka, the first two episodes. They finally mm-hmm. came out. And. I am so happy that Star Wars is good again. <laughs> this <laughs> this is okay. So I I love I love the Mandalorian season one, two, and three. Even though people had issues with some of the episodes, I did as well. Sure. There's one with uh, Rodriguez where, where oh, the the, the mopeds were like. Oh, and oh that was didn't... but that was Boba Fett, wasn't it? That was Boba, oh, Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Boba yeah. Fett. Um, still, still point though. taken. Yeah. yeah. What? Um, yeah. I don't know what they were doing with Boba Fett, but there's, you know, some of the movies haven't quite worked for fans and mm-hmm. they're, they're all over the place. Fair enough. For me, though, this was a love letter to Star Wars fans from the opening credits to the spaceship going across the screen, uh, exactly like we have with A New Hope, like uh, some of those, The Empire Strikes Back. There are just absolute nods to Star Wars. Like, this is what makes Star Wars. Star Wars cues in the score. Uh, the linking from Rebels to this is fantastic. So you don't have to have watched Rebels, but if you have, you will see so much in these first two episodes in the backgrounds, the murals, the characters depicted on the walls, uh, weapons, armor sets. And I like the idea that Ahsoka is going to be training a Padawan that's kind of had a failed relationship. It's a nice kind of reflection of her relationship with Vader, with Anakin, uh, who she walked away from his training a while back. And if you've watched the Clone Wars, you understand part of that. And we all know what Anakin becomes later. Uh, uh, Wait, what? He, what? Is that a spoiler? Um, <laughs> he, he kills younglings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <Luke>. dark. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we get the fight scene. So there's, if you've... Uh, I'm trying to tell people, like, what do they need to watch before they go and watch? I would say you need to watch one episode of The Mandalorian in Season 2, Episode 5. It's where Ahsoka comes along and she helps The Mandalorian decide what to do with Grogu. In fact, that's the first time we find out his name. And then she gets his help to take on this village that had been captured because she needs answers from this one woman. And that woman is the same woman that we that we start off basically there's a there's a someone's been captured and she's been rescued by not sith but their dark jedi i guess uh the fighting sequences were fantastic they were really good i was a little bit sad watching one of them because obviously one of the main characters has died now uh, mm-hmm. and he has such great presence in this oh, when, he does. when he's using force powers and he's barely moving but he reminds me a lot of vader you know he's just and his padawan looks angry all the time like she's the perfect that always two they are a master and an apprentice uh what, what did you think 
Um, okay, so I didn't, I have never seen Rebels. Right. So there was a lot of it, the nuance that I didn't pick up on, mm-hmm. at least understanding the context. Um, right. I could see that there were nods here and there, or I was like, oh, that's probably referencing this mm-hmm. or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I... I <sighs> I liked I well at first I really do like uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Mm. I thought that was great. I like um, actually the and I would have to look up her name. Um, her her Padawan. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, Sabine. Is that it? Yeah, Sabine. Um, yeah. The um, yeah Natasha Liu um, Bordizzo, and um, even um, what's her name Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, you know them. I like. I like them in this. Um, Do you know who she's married to? Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Yeah. No. Uh, Ewan McGregor. So she's married to Obi-Wan. <laughs> oh, that's funny. There's got to be a huge age difference there, right? Yeah, I think there is. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I like, I like the characterizations in here. Mm. Um, you know, David Tennant as the robot oh my gosh love so it good. love it um i i don't know where the story is going which is not an issue for me but i don't but know we've been let down before yeah yeah i don't know how i feel about it yet and i think mm. for me especially because this is more foreign to me i mean not right. you know not the star wars universe but this storyline um the, even the character ahsoka no, no. I mean, I my you know my kids have told me little bits here and there. You know, from was it Clone Wars that she yeah. was in a lot of, and yeah. you know, and so I understand some of the context, but I don't totally get it or know it. So, hmm. um, I yeah, I'm it's interesting. Go sl- yeah, it's interesting that you have that. I did wonder about people that don't have that background. How much more connected are they going to be f- feeling? And it does seem like there's a little bit of a separation there. Yeah, like I, I want to like it, mm. and, and and I don't dislike it by any means. I'm just kind of, I'm there, you know, mm. where I'm I'm watching it, waiting to see how is this going to pan out. Is it going to be something that I really dive into and I get connected with, or is it something that mm. I just kind of feel like I'm still out on the periphery, just kind of watching it happen, yeah. um, you know? Because I don't have a I don't have a um, any connection with Ahsoka. Um, outside of the the Mandalorian episode, you know, and and knowing just who she is in the Clone mm-hmm. Wars and stuff, and seeing her as a younger one, yeah. um, so we'll see if that if that grows on me. If she like becomes a character that I like, I become invested in. Yeah. Um, I do think like because uh, Dave Filoni directed Episode One, yeah, it, it felt so much like the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, and I don't say that as a bad thing because I love the no. Mandalorian, but, um, yeah, yeah, it was a great just, the, yeah. yeah. Um, can I ask you one question though? The, yeah. when you saw the, in the opening scene with the dude, um, on the ship and he's in the bridge, do you, and he has that you, weird chair and that little, the, the little, where did they, the, I was, I was like instantly worried. Because I was like, this, I mean, this set looks like garbage, right? <laughs> oh, right. I just thought, I was just thinking it reminded me a lot of the original um, A New Hope. It's a trap. 
um because the, the, oh yeah yeah it looks like that so i think maybe they were going for that look because even the chair did a similar th- like swinging around bit mm-hmm. um well yeah no i can see from <laughs> plastic white floor and <laughs> yeah it just it was like that's that okay well we'll see i mean you know it also does though it it does kind of similar you know the the, the bloops and the bloops and the you know yeah, bloop, 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 bloop. yeah it's, it's all know, the, nostalgic star wars yeah. exactly so yeah so like at first i was like oh and then i realized okay if you're if you're putting us back into this time then it it, it fits a little better but yeah you know so we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I'm not instantly in love with it, but I okay. also don't hate it. I'm just kind of right in the middle. Mm. Well, you're allowed to not absolutely love it, Chris. I'm what? disappointed, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Um, what's, what's on your list? So this is one uh, that we actually agree on. I don't know if it's going to be on your list, though, um, mm. but you are so not invited to my bot mitzvah. Oh, it wasn't on um, this, but yeah, interesting. Okay. I, um, it was sweet. It was funny. It was, um, you know, we talked about uh, in our Patreon, we did, we were doing, uh, um, top three Adam Sandler movies. Mm. This is, this is really not an Adam Sandler movie. I mean, no, it's, it's a not. Sandler movie. It's a Sandler his, film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's in it. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I like, I mean, I, I like him in this because mm. like what i had said in my review is that he feels like he's just playing himself you know <laughs> that he's just kind of playing dad yeah yeah he's there in the background a little bit he's and almost like maybe he didn't have scripted parts where he just gets to <laughs> gets to be dad you I know what i mean because he yeah and it was i mean it works because he's subtle it's relatable you know he's kind of that cheesy dad but got you know like also like good lord i have teenagers and they're they're nuts at this point you know what i mean as he looks around and like um it's melodramatic in spots um i think what i had said is the it felt a little choppy in some of the storytelling like we have a whole bunch of vignettes these Mm. little these little scenes that are then smashed together which i know that's a movie but the the transitions from scene to scene didn't always feel natural they felt kind of just like boom 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 um but the sweetness um i think also it's just some of the the realism that was mm. captured within this you know of of the emotions you and i had talked uh before mm. we started recording about uh, these kids live in these monster sized mansions and i just i can't relate to that at all yeah, that no, is no. i would like to but the family but dynamic felt really real authentic it, yeah my my wife and i burst out laughing when a jackie sandler and adina menzel are talking at a front door and behind adina menzel is um you can't see him but it's adam sandler and um sunny playing stacy yeah um his real life daughter but they're having this conversation and anybody that has that that is a parent who has had a teenager my gosh oh so my god yeah, the i hate you bit cracked me up i, hate you. I was like yeah, yeah that's, so real that's because it's just and that's what was like hilarious to us i don't know if everybody's gonna laugh at that <laughs> but as a parent and you know my kids are are no longer teenagers they're older than that but it 
it just was like, oh, yeah, we've had some of those similar conversations. And you don't even have to see it. You're just hearing it, and you know exactly what's going on. And, and the awkward interaction between the two, and they're like. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, the real moments I thought were good. But there were some bits that I just thought really added to, like, padded to make it that much better. So uh, the teacher or the rabbi, the female teacher. I thought she was fantastic, she hilarious. Was awesome. Most of the time, she she sings her teaching. She's friends with the with the class, but she has different hats for when she needs to be serious and and, and like angry. And they're like, the, it's really blinged out hats, you know, with the, the, the design in the back. I just thought she was fantastic. She was, yeah. I, I it really it worked. I think mm. that's what it was. That it was just a sweet movie. There's nothing profound in this. Mm. It's it's very predictable. Um, you know, it has all of the the teen comedy, um, rom-com-ish type of, uh, you know, familiar beats to it where you just, yeah. you see the progression, you know what's going to happen, you know, okay, well, we're going to have the fallout here. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause the drama. There's going to be mm-hmm. the disagreements. There's maybe, maybe some tears, a lesson learned, and then do they make up? So and Mateus it, is the nicest dude, and they just kept ignoring him. Dude. <laughs> Right, right. He's the he nicest just, guy. He's so good. Yeah. He he reminded me um, of, oh gosh, who was it? Another actor, but like, but there's no way in the world that he's the same actor because I think it was like 20 years ago or something <laughs> like that, but he resembled yeah. him. And yeah, he was just, just such a nice little kid. I mean, mm. that was, you know, and sweet and good hearted. And I think that's also what I liked about the movie is that, <clears throat> excuse me, you, we still had a lot of good kids being emulated in this. Yeah, that you know? was surprising. I mean, Even the the, the the so-called the trio the, that they could the have click. been the yeah. bad. Yeah, the click. They were still kind of nice uh, and not nearly as evil as other films as they depicted that kind of uh, dynamic or that click group. Yeah, yeah. They were the they were a very toned down mean girls. Mm. <laughs> For sure. You know, yeah. and, and, and so you use them. I mean, they're there as, as kind of some of the villain aspect of it, at least antagonistic, but not people that first off you hate. And then also not ones that you wish bad things on or anything else. They're just, you know, they're there for some conflict. So it, this is an easy movie. This is something to put on, you know, it's lighthearted. Mm. It's, it's not very long. I mean, it's an hour and 40 something minutes, so it's, it's fine. Um, it's not groundbreaking, you know, none, none of that. I mean, this is not life-changing or anything else. But if you, like for me, I had not seen, um, I had not been watching some of the best stuff. I actually, mm. um, <clears throat> I, I, I got a screener for this and had put off the screener so I could watch a different movie. And <laughs> I turned that movie off after about 20 <laughs> minutes because I was just like, I can't do this. Wow. And so then I watched yeah i'll watch this one so it's it's good it's fun it's yeah safe i think so um so here's a question for our listeners and for you chris Mm -hmm. do you remember your 13th birthday dude i barely remember yesterday (laughs) um no i don't remember my 13th probably would have remembered if we had like a coming out party yeah Oh, well, yeah. Had there been yeah. something like that? Yeah. You know, funny enough, we were talking, I was talking with my kids um, 
or we were talking as a family really uh, a couple weeks ago and i don't know how it's the stream of consciousness thing that happens at the dinner table you know like while you were sleeping you know guy lombardo i didn't say guy lombardo <laughs> was tall anyway um the we were talking about things that we remember or whatever my son my oldest um he pinpoints dates he knows dates um and he can tell you what was going on um at that date the time you know what i mean so we're like what when was that and he'll be like oh it was this and then he'll talk about what people were wearing and everything you're like whoa that's (laughs) crazy um how your memory works but um we were talking about halloween and um for me the last time i went trick-or-treating um was i did it once in junior high um with friends but really before that it was second grade i had not been trick-or-treating since i was in second grade because when i got when i was in third grade i got chicken pox during halloween and so i just did you do parents not go with kids no did you not in the the 80s are you insane dude come on our parents didn't know where we were right yeah yeah we just get out of the house we're having our own party yeah oh no no they didn't even do that they just it was just we're gone you know whatever (laughs) so yeah we (laughs) we we, in in junior high i had friends who um were their parents were in the military and we had an air force base um in in the city where i grew up and so we went to theirs to their house on base and then we went to the officers um homes because they gave out the full-size candy bars nice yeah and and a lot of the time they just set the bucket outside with it was like honor system <laughs> dude what honor yeah system? i'm a i'm a 14 year old or a 13 year old you know <laughs> i'm taking one boy. for my sister's sister's friend uh-huh. and everybody down the family tree yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i mean uh-huh. uh my trick-or-treating we you know we, we lived in africa so you know wrestling lions uh, that's what <laughs> we did yeah that's what you did <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to choose treat. <laughs> <laughs> Rub your belly. <laughs> nice, kitty. <Yeah. laughs> oh, oh man. Okay, what's next on your list? Okay, so this is a movie from 2020 uh, mm. that is now on Amazon Prime, at least in the UK. I'd seen it pop up before, and I think... I. Th- the main protagonist, uh, who is Isabel May, she plays Zoe Hell. I thought she <laughs> she looks like she. They wanted her to be, oh, what's her name, from uh, the X Men films. Ugh. And 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 and. Ah, uh, blonde actress, young. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Thank you. Okay. See? Yeah, we're doing like movie quote the movie quiz guessing game. <laughs> yeah. So she looks like she was cast to look like Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, she looks very similar to her in this film, mm. and it's called Run, Hide, Fight. A seventeen-year-old Zoe Hell uses her wit, survival skills, and compassion to fight for her life and those of her fellow classmates. So the thing is. I hadn't read the synopsis and I hadn't watched the trailer. I just liked the look of it. And the beginning, I think I watched the first few seconds and it's of her dad uh, teaching her to hunt. And I was like, oh, cool. 
yeah, this looks interesting. So my wife and I, we, we sit down and we watch this. And the more I watch, I'm like, oh, no, I think I know what this is. And it's <laughs> it's based on a, a school shooting. And I was like, dude, this is going to be triggering for so many people watching this. This was surprisingly good, though. Uh, it has an interesting story, but I think you really root for the protagonist because it's father and daughter who've lost the mother to cancer. And the daughter was really, I mean, depending on your family, but she was really close to her mother and she's, she's, she's closed herself off. She was happy and light. And now she just wears her father's like army jacket as like a protective covering. He's taught her to hunt. She, she's a strong fighting woman now. And, uh, yeah, so you root for her from the beginning because you can see the pain. She's not letting anybody in. And then she finds herself in school one day with uh, multiple gunmen uh, who have their own agenda and they're upset. And, you know, the, some of the gunmen just come across as absolutely mental. Other one has their own agenda and there's a multiple kind of personalities. Uh, it's It's vicious and you will see a few people die. So if if and i know it's when my wife and i were talking about this is like in america this is probably very triggering for a lot of people because there's been so many shootings in schools as seems like there's one every week like not not even joking mm -mm. uh so chances are you probably know people that have been involved or you yourself have been somehow involved in one way or another so films like these are hard to watch if so that's that's just like a massive word of warning if that's triggering for you, don't watch this because this is definitely one of those. Although there's a better outcome, I feel um, there's a bit of like a Hollywood heroine. She becomes like the the savior, the sort of diehard in school thing, less ro romanticized than that. Uh, mm -hmm. But there are things they're like, oh, okay, she's MacGyvering now, or she's dieharding now, uh, which is great. So I was rooting for her the whole time. It's really harrowing, and you wonder who's going to survive. It's filmed immaculately. We also have uh, the father, who's Thomas Jane, mm -hmm. uh, who I'm a big fan of. Um, one of the aspects of this film that really works is she talks to her mother a lot. Her mother appears with her. Like her mother's mm. dead, but she sees mm -hmm. her mother. And it was a nice way just to show her psychosis of what she's going through, but also having that relationship of her. Because she's running down like corridors and hallways a lot by herself rather than have her alienated by herself in really extreme moments or where she's washing blood off and she's looking in the mirror, you see the mother who's played by uh, Radha Mitchell, another mm -hmm. great actress. Um, and so it really has much more heart and there's much more depth than I expected at this. I think it's probably like a straight to, I don't think I went to the cinema, but straight to like streaming. I, I think it was released here in the US in the theaters, okay. but I don't think it lasted long just yeah, because no, it of definitely the content. Wasn't, yeah, this just went straight to streaming, mm. so uh, surprisingly good. I'm struggling to remember if I've seen this because it it's very familiar, mm. um, but I also saw The Fallout um, right. with yeah. Jen Ortega, and I watched that at yeah. Sundance, and it not the exact same premise, but still surrounding a school yeah, shooting. Si similar. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I prefer this to the fallout because I had issues with fallout, but anyway, it, um, yeah, I was like, I was, as you were talking, I was watching the trailer, um, hmm. play for uh run hide fight. And it, 
like I could tell I was like, oh yeah, okay, so she's gonna get out, but then she's gonna go yeah. back in and yeah, like why would you do I, that? Yeah. Yeah, but I can't tell if that's because I've already seen the trailer or if I've already seen the movie. <laughs> and so, okay. Well, I'm glad though. I'm glad this was good. But yeah, absolutely a triggering and and mm. yeah for the U.S. I mean, good lord, that's that's a whole nother. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> another kettle of fish. Can of yeah, worms. you and I could talk about some of the things that have just happened recently that you yeah. should, I what anyway. <sighs> mm, okay. Uh, happier times yeah ready to go yeah i'm ready to go yeah okay um this i needed something i needed a win so i went to (laughs) something that i uh that i actually watch quite often because i just it's a i love pretty much everything about it the story beats the the it's not really underdog story but it is a like a champion type story um ford v ferrari with how many times have you seen this film now um i well i watched this one less than i watched the march martian um i watched the martian about six or seven times a year you sure it's not just matt damon well i I do love matt damon i mean i I, I, (laughs) you know because he he works in this but in in ford v ferrari it's also christian bale i mean mean, the good lord christian bale such a great actor he's so good and he's just the the interactions the dynamics between the two um it's directed by james mangold who if you didn't like he's um, all right in you know (laughs) indiana jones the most recent one whatever i mean this is this is a strong entry yeah exactly so he's i mean i i love the pacing of this the storytelling i mean it's you're telling a a dramatized story of a real of real people you know mm. and so i mean you know some of it's probably embellished some of it's you know didn't ever happen some of it did happen however that is it, it, unimportant because the story itself is very captivating mm. and i think kind of similar to um gran turismo which i just watched uh, mm. you know a week or two ago yeah you don't necessarily have to be a car fan or a race fan to appreciate this story because it's there is racing aspects to it absolutely i mean but it's really more so of this man conquering so much um when when we first meet christian bale he is an absolute tool to everybody like nobody likes him you know and he's abrasive he's just obnoxious but i think that also comes across uh, comes about because he's right like he's so knowledgeable oh. and he's so good at what he does that that arrogance there's a way just to be right without being arrogant <laughs> there, there is yes and we get to see that transition in him which i really love you see a softening to him you see a, um do you want to I hear mean, a shocking even, revelation <clears throat> i've never what? seen this <laughs> i'm I've sorry i've never seen this film <laughs> it just every time i saw the trailer it just didn't look fun it looked boring. <laughs> and the friendship was over. Um. <laughs> I will rectify it because you like it so much. Dude, yeah, I probably, I, realistically, I watch this one about four times a year. Dude. Um, because <laughs> How it, long it's has it been hap- out now? Um, what was it, 2019? Yeah. 
it's two and a half hours long and i don't notice the time at all um we saw it in the theater mm. and just i mean blown away with it my wife who does not like racing Comics, does not really yeah. i mean we're not a sports family first off you yeah. know but i mean she was engrossed in it also loved it and so it's it's just the story the performances are amazing um josh uh what's his name let me get it right i need hutchinson I no lucas josh, oh, josh lucas, lucas yeah is somebody you are going to love to hate oh, really? he, uh, he plays does, that character well doesn't he he does such a good job in this uh john bernthal is mm. wonderful uh noah jupe as as ken miles's son uh christian bale's son his character's mm. son outstanding katrina balf um as the wife outstanding i mean th- there's so cost. many wonderful wonderful performances within this that mm. and it really is you there, the way that it's shot and cut together also there's adrenaline and there's motion to it but then there's this beauty and this calmness that's also captured within all of the speed mm. and it's yeah it it's brilliant dude you need to you need to sort that out and watch this because <laughs> it is um okay yeah even yeah even if you don't like even if you don't like sports even if you don't like racing this is so much more than a racing movie so okay nice um okay it's that time in our in our podcast (laughs) (laughs) get the eye of the tiger (laughs) let's go (laughs) okay gonna unlock my arms we're about to brawl here i think i know what you're gonna talk about (laughs) adrian um okay so netflix sent me the screeners for who is Aaron Carter and they said in their screener letter here is the four episodes of the the, the way they worded it here's the complete four episodes alluding to it being four episodes long so I, I, I watched the four episodes and I thought that cannot be the ending good lord that episode it ends nowhere it's a, like the the big heist and that's it it's like oh so you've explained who Aaron Carter is but you're not going to tell us what happens in the future in the, in the no. present unimportant and then I figured out that there was another three episodes to go so I watched did those you, three uh, I'm going to stop you for a second did your camera die because oh, this wow. is look at, brilliant look at that still that is oh, that is like glorious right there that's going into the archives oh my gosh for anybody on the audio ruben his hands are kind of up and his one eye is closed one eye is sort of open it's uh, i don't even know you wouldn't call him deranged looking but it's like like you catch somebody mid sneeze you know you've seen some of those photos where they just look really weird that's exactly what we had there ruben was just spectacular looking and that one um regardless of what he thinks of the thumbnail that is going to be the, the thumbnail <laughs> we didn't even do thumbnails this time <laughs> we did we didn't but we don't need to now yeah i guess brilliant <laughs> uh what was i talking about um okay so you're talking about who is aaron carter they sent you the first four episodes right. the um yes. 
episode four ends you're like what (laughs) yeah so there were actually three more so i watched that on dave release the three uh it's it's weird because it feels like it has three different endings four could have been a terrible ending but still uh six could have been an ending and then seven is the actual ending but it also ends even though they say it's a limited series with the possibility of doing more (laughs) which i was like that's weird for a limited series to suggest that but all right Anyway, I love this. I thought it was great. I thought it got better with each episode. I thought the mystery part was the first half. And then the second is them surviving as a family unit. Who is Aaron Carter? Uh, without doing spoilers, is about a teacher or an almost teacher, a substitute mm-hmm. sort of teacher with a young daughter. We see at the beginning, uh, she is in a in a like a hotel room and she obviously is running away from something dangerous or someone dangerous that's what we think as an audience and then she, five years later she started a new new life she's married she's living in where is she is it barcelona Spain? Uh, yeah yeah i think our, she's in spain yeah something yeah something like that uh yeah. beautiful place to live uh, great yeah. people and she has a very suburban lifestyle uh, it reminded me a little bit of the long kiss goodnight have you ever seen the gina davis and samuel jackson mm-hmm. like because chefs do that when she's chopping and suddenly she's remembering she hasn't lost her memory but we don't know what her past is we know it's, it's probably dangerous and we find out who she is midway where there's like a whole episode dedicated great episode actually just yeah. dedicated to kind of filling us in and i think I know what Chris doesn't like about this series is that there's so many unbelievable points where our characters should be dead um, or that she just keeps on being able to survive. There's a brilliant reference in my review where she does this, like she stabs herself in the leg with um, oh, adrenaline, I think. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. being like shot in the in the gut, which basically is a death sentence to most people. Uh, but she's like, woohoo, I'm up. Uh, and it's basically like crank from Jason Statham, you know, just like, I can do anything now. There's so many moments like that. I didn't mind. I thought the fighting was fun. Like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't, it wasn't John Wick, but it was like, you know, by how she felt she's had training, but the people she's fighting also have had training. Therefore we get a brawl and they're using their environment to like, beat over each other i love the movement of the camera when she's running away from the jumping on rooftops and falling down onto cars i thought the action was handled really well there are acting moments from our main protagonist that i didn't quite understand it felt like adr so sometimes she'll be like i'm aaron carter and it sounded like she was putting on an american accent because i don't think it is her natural language she might be spanish what, what did you watch her in a snapper oh, snabacash uh, oh my gosh she plays leia in snabacash and she is brilliant i love her she's mm. actually swedish right um well that makes much more sense so there were moments when they were doing that it felt like either she had gone in an 80 yard after the fact and it just felt awkward off but that was just just a little bit for the most part, I think I just found myself frustrated that she hadn't ever come clean to her, her husband earlier about like who she is, because that probably would have solved a lot of the issues they were having. But in order for us to have as much drama as there is in this series, uh, that was great. I thought the daughter is probably the strongest part, one of the strongest parts of the series. The fact that she's fighting with her demons from her past. Mm. And that has a physical manifestation that is like haunting her almost. 
and it's not until we find out why and what it is she's seeing. I thought that was a really clever kind of add-on. Anyway, that's why I loved it. Why did you not like it, Chris? Well, you know, and it's funny because it's not like I hated this. Um, mm. First off, I mean, Evan Ahmad, who plays Aaron Carter in this, like, mm. I, like I said, I love her in Snobacash. So I was excited yeah. to mm. see this. Um, the I thought that the the survivability was ridiculous. Mm. Um, didn't ruin it for me. Just kind of like when it didn't ruin it for me in um, Scream 5 and 6. You know, I mean, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you see, okay. you're like... <laughs> Why are you on. leaning up against that ambulance? You've been stabbed badly, like to the hilt. <laughs> and it's a flesh yeah. wound. <laughs> yeah. You cut me too deep, man. <laughs> I feel a little woozy. I think I'm dying. Uh, Mom's uh, going to be so pissed. <laughs> um, so I, I, I appreciate that they had the patience to wait until episode four to mm. fill us in that was because great. Mm. up until this point you know we have so much just questions like mm. she is so ambiguous we know there's something in her past we mm. know i mean obviously right from the opening scene she's she's on the run so that's you know that's not a spoiler there but we there's something about her that has made her this way and then we've seen little glimpses here and there of abilities or training or whatever and you're like where does the this fight come scene from in the in the school was very gross point blank i liked it so much yeah. um it, it was, was just brilliant well there's like a, a a play or something going on yeah uh-huh. yeah and then she sees someone from her past and she follows and and, and a fight scene ensues and i thought it was brutal it was great but yeah, yeah. very gross gross point blank i, I think what what started it off for me was the monster sized plot convenience of the supermarket scene where uh, right the, that the they two- happen to be there <laughs> right yeah I, I mean it in is di- it totally is when you think about it like you know in a different that country happening. yeah I, I mean it's just it's very random and yeah so and, and here's but the thing like Jeff Goldblum would say life finds a way Chris well, life does find a way because there are writers. Um, yeah. Pay your writers, also <laughs> streaming platforms. Um, the, when I was doing my review, I felt like I was um, like at a tennis match because right. I would be like, well, I like this, but then I don't really like this, but I like this. This is not very strong here. And, and so I think what it came down to was I was ambivalent by the end. Oh, okay. um, like it didn't, I wasn't excited Um and and I had been really looking forward to this, and I was excited going into the show. Yeah, I think it just it as more and more went on, I just kind of was like, mm, okay, you know, a convenience placed here, um, and you know, the, the, yeah, the plot protection, the 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 character protection didn't bother me as much as it it could have. Um, I think when it came down to it, though, I was just like I said, ambivalent. Like I wasn't, I, I, I didn't care once it all, once all was said and done. I do think <laughs> that the, the open-endedness like you brought up at the end was a very weird choice to do. Yeah. Um, it's called a limited series. Yeah. Unless yeah. they're going to, now see, I don't know who wrote this and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's based on, on a story like a book or Books if it's or just something. an original yeah concept or whatever 
because now we know who Aaron Carter is. Mm. So I could see them continuing on with a character, not from mm. this, you know, not this series specifically. Um, and that would open it up. I don't think though that that she becomes, she's a very reluctant person then at that point. And then you have, you spend a lot of the time her arguing against the, you know, the, the continuation mm. for it to continue on. And, and this is all hypothetical and, you know, conjecture. So it doesn't really mm. matter. Um, yeah, it's not a bad series. It, for me, it was just, it was, it wasn't memorable. And mm. it, by the end of it, I was just kind of like, mm. Okay. okay. We should watch it again so you can figure out um, why you're wrong. Okay. Because it's great. Will, it's really fun. I will do that after you're I watch it. You're taking it too Martian. seriously, Chris. <laughs> after you watch the <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, well, unfortunately, that's all I have on my list. Um, all right. Should we talk about Fright Fest, though? Let's do that. Yeah. I'll even, I'll touch on the movie that I watched that was in Fright Fest that did not make my best okay. of either, but go for yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, let, let, let's put that into perspective. This is a its own segment that I'm doing instead of over 9,000, uh, the anime segment uh, this week. And it, <laughs> we will say, I guess, what we gave these because it's it's like separate some will be good some will be bad uh, exactly yeah yeah this is not yeah we can we can say watch it or don't watch it but <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so what did you i know you've seen a lot more of them i have a couple that are coming that i'm watching this coming week yeah um that are coming out some of them haven't reached their embargo yet and everything else so uh what what tell me about something that you watched uh okay so i watched a film called the moor mm-hmm uh, I'm going to start off with the strongest one. This is out of the, okay. all of them that I've watched. This is the best one I've seen, directed by Chris Cronin. Uh, Claire is approached by the father of a murdered childhood friend to help her investigate the haunted moor he believes is his son's final resting place. So it's based on a serial killer that has put a bunch of kids in this moor. But the moor mm-hmm. is miles and miles and miles long. Um, it has that sort of marshy land that's really dangerous. You, it looks like grass, but you can walk in it and then sink. And unless you have someone to pull you out, like it's almost like quicksand, that sort of thing. Uh, there's ditches and bubbles. You've, I don't know if you've ever seen on online where like the mounds, the, the, the land moves because it's so like liquid underneath. Oh, uh-huh. It's sketchy. That is what it's like. And then the weather changes like really quick, thick, thick fog you like, barely can't see in front of your ha- hand or like the it'll just rain and you think i think it's like 20 miles in like w- one direction to another so it's it probably even even bigger than that i think there was this bit where they showcase the search where the cops had looked already and it was like this one map and they said this area and said but i thought you were searching here he said oh no that's five miles that way and he said oh you think the the, the moor is this and then he puts five different maps together he said this is the moor and you're oh like, my oh, flip, how would you find anything? So there's a reason why uh, the film ends up being a little bit supernatural because the father is so desperate to find his son's resting place that he he uses like a medium to kind of help them, mm. uh, whether you believe in that stuff or not. So that's where the, the film goes. The thing that I loved about this film is how it looks. 
it's so bleak and miserable but it's inviting as well like you want you, you from the protection of your couch you can see the 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 grossness and the moodiness of the moor and it sets up the scariness of the moor so well i think mm. i mentioned it in my review there are moments when you just know like oh this place is bad but it's just it basically it's a horizon uh, of grass yeah you know? and somehow the director has made it look like really airy foreboding there's a shot of a foot that's like on the edge at the end of the road and where the grass starts which is like the beginning of the moor oh, and wow. the 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 hesitation of the character wanting to take that step not wanting to go and you're like mm. i mean i can't actually wait to watch it again with someone else to see their reaction to it because it's it's a slow burn but it's not a, like a slow burn that you get bored of it's just mm -hmm. there's a tenseness to the film that builds and builds and builds and builds and then there are a couple of moments that i was shocked by like i was like really there's a lot of folklore history that it never kind of tells you you have to figure out oh, like okay. it's, there's none of this kind of um, monologuing of like exposition of story if they're monologuing they're monologuing about their lives or it's just part of the dialogue and, and mm. there's the story but most of it is showing it's all in camera which is great nice there's a real mix of sadness of loss proper horror um family and then uh, just guts because you have to have guts to continue searching for the stuff that they you're experiencing in the moor um let, let me just the sheep scariest sheep i've ever seen that's for sure <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> i love this this is great this is really good yeah nice okay where i, I you may have said oh does it uh, mm. where does it take place in is it just uk um, or is it like scotland or yeah good question i mean i know where it was filmed it was filmed in yorkshire but um yeah i think I it's probably that's like set it's northeast uh okay. i mean like I'm double England? checking okay uh, movie i mean it's not it's not that big of a deal it's not you know make it a break. i'm more, more yeah curious. there's a small village in yorkshire yeah okay exactly okay. where my son is going to university so uh, uh oh tell him to stay <laughs> away from the moors <laughs> stay away from the moors son yeah this nice. is one to look out for I, I think if you like a good folk tale that that is a builder i think you're going to really enjoy this sweet i'm gonna have to i can't wait till it there's i mean because it's coming out you know fright fest london mm. um and so the day we're recording it is the day that it um premieres yeah um but I, there's th no these, a lot of the fright fest stuff a lot of them is um like it's it's, it's going to be out soon digitally so i don't oh, think it'll be very long <clears throat> yeah some of these i you know you hope that they'll picked up they'll be picked up by a studio Hmm. and not distributed digitally first but actually give it a theatrical I'll run give it a the yeah that would yeah. be amazing yeah cool it's this is why i like fright fest because there's a lot of stuff here and showing your creativity there's a mix of talent but it's giving people a platform that you know it's properly respected even if the film isn't that good it really respects the art of filmmaking mm -hmm. uh, so in london they really kind of jazz it up and they do all the kind of the frills and whistles of making it a real big kind of premiere event 
uh, and I don't know. You can check. You can check some of the pictures online. That it looks fantastic. They yeah. had the international premiere for Cobweb, which I know you've seen, uh, which is I think it was just out yesterday. They did like a whole kind of set, like at the front of a house sort of thing. Oh and, dang! Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, do you want to talk about one that you you've seen? Um, wh- how many do you have? Because I only have one, so I don't know. If okay, you wanna... I'll talk about it, another one. Okay, so okay, there's one called. Uh, let me. I don't think it's the law. I think it's just called law. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Twenty twenty three law. <laughs> it's um, four friends arrange a ghostly excursion. Their guide asks them each to tell the scariest story they have ever heard. But little do they know the stories would have major consequences for them and others. This is one of those films that at the end people are going to be like, "What <laughs> does this mean?" Is that what I think it means? I think people are going to have to talk around what it actually means. And I think unless you know that one of the directors, uh, it's going to be uh, difficult for people to understand because it has not it has a sort of ambiguity to the to the ending. I thought it meant one thing and I managed to speak to one of the directors and he said, yeah, no, this, it means this instead, oh. which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't. But when he explained it to me, I was like, okay, that does actually make a lot of sense. Mm. So we have, it's a really interesting idea of how to do an anthology. Four friends go on an excursion. They tell scary stories to appease the ghosts or like the excursions. This guide is telling them, here's your totem, throw it in the fire and tell your scary story. And so once they start telling the story, we then go as the viewer, we see their story played out by whatever director is doing it. And so that's mm-hmm. when you get like the folklore story, you get the creature feature story, you get the supernatural story. And each one is played with different expertise. And I think who, whatever you're watching, whatever's your favorite, you'll probably lean more to one of the stories. I really like the creature feature one. Uh, because it has a nice twist on the ending. I like mm. the folklore one. Reminds me a lot of Hereditary, actually. Really creepy and gross. Uh, there was one I didn't quite like, but I think they all have their expertise. But it, it's, it's really nicely rounded up. Uh, there's one actor. He's on the poster, but I can't see his name in the credits. I know him, but I it literally can't It looks can't like see. Lance Henriksen. That's him. Yeah. Um. Is it Lance Hendricks? Let me just double check. No, that's not. Oh, wait, maybe it is. No, it's not. Lance I don't Hendricks. think it is. No. Ah, <laughs> What's his name? Um, well, and one of the dudes on the poster looks like um, Krojcik from um, the X Files, and then the person below <laughs> him looks like Sally Field. So, <laughs> okay, the guy it's like with we the got a movie from Wish. Face. Uh, on the poster <clears throat> is the narrator. He's the excursion guide. Okay. Man, I wish I could remember his name. Is um, it Steve? Is he Rufus Hound? <laughs> oh, maybe. Okay. Well. Uh, gosh, this is terrible. <laughs> Rufus. Hound. Mm, no. Yeah. Do they, while you were looking that up, do they oh. do. Um, like how are the special effects or the makeup or anything is it practical effects it's, all, it it's practical yeah oh it's practical so you get the gore you get the the creature feature i mean i Did didn't they... notice and it was great 
Oh, That's okay, a, sweet. Really good, really nice. great practical effects. The <laughs> the guy that's why i went to try and find his name but i literally can't see his name in the the credits at all <laughs> i wonder if it's a secret as to hmm. who he is Ugh. okay so he is the guy that sold the film to me because he has such foreboding presence mm. when he's talking you just know that something's up with him Ooh. but the way he gets everybody to kind of share their story or what he says in between he is fantastic like i want to watch more of him but i also Ooh. don't oh okay creepy unsettling yeah. huh yeah. really really mm. yeah nice this is yeah this was good okay cool um the one i watched um mm. this week um i would not recommend watching <laughs> okay <laughs> okay it, it's called that's a wrap and it is it is very indie it is very low budget and those are not the reasons that i would say to not watch this low budget and indie don't even come into play in why this is not good to watch mm. um the acting is um like amateurish like you don't like they they believe they're in a good movie and they're playing it as straight as possible, except the dialogue is atrocious. The mm. dialogue is way too long. There's a 15-minute exposition. It, it feels like 15 minutes. Maybe it's shorter, Ugh. but it felt like it. At the end, that literally was putting me to sleep. It was so slow, so uninteresting, and just terrible. I mean, none of the characters are redeemable, so you don't care about any of them. So... um the the thing that this movie has going for it mm. is that it is a slasher and it slashes it gives us some glorious practical effects there is blood and gore and um creative kills which if you were to just watch it for that it's cool i mean there's props that are used um that you're like gosh oh that that's disgusting the editing is uh kind of nauseating at times uh like you like you're flashing back and forth there's a lot of strobing lights um there's repetitiveness within the scene itself so you as it flashes back and forth to different angles or whatever you'll see the exact same oops, my microphone see the mm -hmm. exact same angle and the same it felt like you were watching just the same clip again and again does that make Oof. sense? You know, yeah, yeah it's, it, okay. um, it, it feels like a softcore porn also, <laughs> um, at points. Uh, there's, uh, what is this film called again? It's called that's a wrap. I mean, there's, there's a point it, it, and I don't even care about the sex. It just, it doesn't, it, it doesn't fit within the movie. That's the thing. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's like, we're just going to put this here for shock value maybe i don't know um so it doesn't add anything but if you right. like tna and p and d then you're um you're in for a treat <laughs> I like so there you go huh pb and j is that what you said pb and j's yeah yeah i mm, no i don't think that <laughs> no. no um <laughs> but it um the movie it's what is it 90 94 minutes long you feel 94 minutes long i mean it is mm. 
you have they play up stereotypes which is fine but again it doesn't lean into the campiness that the movie is you know what i mean like this horror you have this cheesy yeah. story this unbelievable you know bad you need to embrace it don't you yeah and that's what was disappointing because i mean it's from the opening scene it's not good I mean, hmm. there's just, there's no explanation for what's going on. It makes no sense. And really it makes no sense in any of it because you're just, because <laughs> something happens at the beginning. And then when the explanation at the end, it does, is you're like, wait, what? That's not timing correctly. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. We're just going to go past that. Um, oh dear. Yeah. You, you have characters. I mean, the whole setup is there. There's this movie that has wrapped. They're having a rap party. The only people, though, invited are the cast and crew, and it's a very small cast and crew. Um, and because the director is afraid that somebody's going to steal his idea, mm. um, he like he plays it. Everybody plays it like again, like they they think it's a good movie, and have they just twisted it just a little bit just to dive into the you know an because the overacting is there but they're overacting in a serious manner yeah and it's like oh it doesn't work so yeah don't unfortunately i was really bummed about this because you know the slasher aspect of it great i mean brutal and just blood and oh it's <laughs> awesome like yeah i love this part mm. i just don't want any of the other parts of the movie uh, so yeah okay okay the final one that I've seen because I'm, mm -hmm. I've got a few others to, to will myself to watch, because um, you want more of the the great ones rather than the ones that are like, yes. <sighs> and it's the worst thing to come down on somebody's artistic yeah. impression when they've spent years making it and filming it. And, and it you, we know how hard this is hard. Yeah, but if we're ever going to be, yeah, yeah, exactly. Indies, you want to be. So I'm always trying to find something good uh, about it. So there's there's this film called Heard, uh, another London Fright Fest. I think it might be H E R D. Okay, uh, that's what I was going to. Wasn't sure which kind of herd there. <laughs> I think, and I don't think it's a world premiere, but I think it's like international might have had a few festivals at uh in the u.s already but basically when a woman trying to outrun her past ends up trapped between a zombie outbreak and warring militia groups she must fight she must fight to find her way back home so this film is not what it's it sells itself to be even the poster with the skull on the front sells yeah. it as like a, a horror uh there's barely any zombies in this probably about six you don't get to say a zombie outbreak and then not have a lot of zombies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and the makeup, the the practical effects in the, were different. They're like big boils and stuff like like look gross. And I thought, yeah, fair enough. Um, the action with the militia is fine. The thing about this is the film is actually about a relationship that's uh, a. A relationship that's breaking because of her past of the place that they end up in um she's a very closed off person and so they go in this canoe trip and while they go in this country these two women go in this con canoe trip and while that is happening the the world goes to poop well at least america does 
there's a couple of nice ideas here but the thing is it has too many themes going for it so one mm. it's it's all about this deep drama relationship and that it spends a lot of time on that and in the monks that it is is about broken families and then a large portion of it is preaching about um the type of america they want and like the yeah, racism and equality and all of that very much at the forefront that's part of like the, the, the militia of those almost white supremacist ku klux klan type of people mm. um and those type of people that suddenly come well in, in every movie that seems to be rife when the apocalypse hits it's like those sort of militia groups that you know are suddenly taking control and the zombie is like meh it's it's a thing that is that's happening i like one of the kind of twists about on the zombie play thing at the end i thought that was quite good uh, but for the most part, this is not the movie that sold to me. It's not a horror. I didn't. I wasn't scared at all. The action is fine, but not great. Um, it it does feel like it has a low budget, which it probably does because it's it's in Indiana. Um, I think the acting between our two main protagonists is is fine. You believe them in a relationship, and the drama there. But some of the other casts, I uh, was just like, oof. Uh, so it's it's. It's fine. And that's not really how you want to describe a movie, is it? Fine. No. The uh Corbin Burnson is in this. And he looks at least looking from the cast, he's probably the most well known actor in this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so take that for if what you, that is. If you um, say so. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Okay fine um yeah it's fine so one that's not on the fright fest but has just come out now i urge everybody to watch <sighs> it's it's more than fine clown apocalypse or apocalypse clown which is actually the correct yeah apocalypse clown i want to see this is is a movie it exists it's real Okay, first of all, anybody going into a film with the title Apocalypse Clown, if you're thinking anything serious or Oscar-worthy, then I don't know. No. <laughs> so here's the synopsis. When a mysterious technolog technological blackout plunges Ireland into anarchy and chaos, a group of failed washed-up clowns <coughs> are forced to traverse the country for one last shot at their dreams. I love this whole premise. This is brilliant. This showcases all types of clowns that you get. One's a mime, and I hate mime clowns. They're, they're terrible. They're the worst. One's a clown that's so failed that he's decided not to be a clown, but he can't help himself being a clown. One's that clown that everybody hates, the, the, just in it for the business and kind of sleazy. The other one likes to do tricks, and there is a female Russian it um, that thinks the best way to be funny is to be terrifying <laughs> <laughs> you get all of those guys together and then you get a reporter that is not yet a good reporter she wants a good news story uh, and she's happened to have slept with one of the clowns before who's totally in love with her um so that's your setup for the world that's gone crazy right and with the irish kind of dialogue and humor it just is brilliant it's so stupid but it's it's it has some heart to it 
but there's a story that you kind of get care about is it has a, a feeling of like a Shaun of the dead sort of thing you know it's okay. that kind of setup i just was so surprised by this when i saw the the, the post i thought this is going to be terrible and then i was like how is this not terrible <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> those are great when they're that surprise especially yeah. when you expect them to be just ugh. Yeah, I think if you I think if you go into this thinking anything other than somewhat ridiculous, <laughs> then yeah. you're. I mean, it's like everybody who went into you know Winnie the Pooh and Blood and Honey, um, <laughs> expecting expecting masterpiece. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, quickly before we wrap up, yeah, the actor <clears throat> I was trying to think about in Law yes. um, is Richard Richard Brake. Um, he's not credited in law for some reason, but it is him as the character that holds everything together. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, fantastic actor. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Mm. That's cool. That's weird that they don't have him, um, yeah. Listed in the credits. It is weird, but yeah, if you know Richard Brake, then you'll know that he is a great actor and has lots of presence. Ooh, he was in Barbarian. Yeah. Nice. He's great. Yeah. All right. Well, we're glad that you are continuing to listen to us and stick along with us on the best thing we watched this week. Uh, coming up in this audio exclusive portion, we are going to be talking about the movie Tsotsi. Um, it was Ruben's pick for the movie this, uh, this time for us to discuss. I'd never seen it before. Uh, we're also going to hit upon the worst thing or the thing that did not make our list. And then we will also tackle entertainment news and some of the things that are coming up in the next week that you may want to put on your calendar. So, uh, first off, uh, oh, well, no, let me, let me get some business out of the way. Uh, like, share, subscribe us on YouTube, Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, me, Chris, movies and munchies. Um, you can't see it, but Ruben is, uh, avoiding a flying thing. I think big ass B. A big, big ass B. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> is that a capital B? Is that what that is? Uh, yeah, I'm going to move. That might be a wasp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll continue to go as Ruben just kind of open the window. Oh, he can't even hear me anymore. Um, and so, in addition to liking, sharing, subscribing, all the YouTube things on YouTube, uh, we have a Patreon opportunity. Patreon.com slash the bearded ones. One pound a month gets you in, um, gets you access to all the videos that are in there. There's over 60 of them. Uh, we have a couple that are outside the paywall, so you can see what what we get up to, get some examples of that. Holy so if crap, you want that was to a big boy. join in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also other tiers uh, that you can uh, you can join on, and they give you different levels of access. Um, wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast if you have never done so before if you could rate and review us that would be outstanding now finally okay let's dive in to totsi it's a okay. south african film uh ruben you had teased that it um it's actually filmed where you were from right yeah johannesburg yeah right in the like central the edge of the city uh where the squatter camps are well i don't know if it's politically correct to call it squatter camps anymore probably shanty town shanty town yeah yeah okay um the tall buildings the big round building ponty used to be around there a lot and then you had the like the radio tower next to it if you see that on the horizon yeah like all around there is like where my schools were when i was growing up 
Uh, wow. I was born in the hospital right near that building. Could you, um, in the movie, there's the Vodafone. Um, mm. Is that, yeah. was that there too? Yeah. Like that big tall bell. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm. So uh, the premise of this, if you've never seen it, first off, like Ruben said, it's a South African film. Um, it's six days in the violent life a young, of a young Joburg gang leader. Mm. And he, his name is Tsotsi, which I believe means thug, mm-hmm. kind of like in slang. Um, we do learn his real name. Um, this is a wow, powerful movie. <laughs> it won, it won the Oscar, uh, for best, best foreign language film. Oh, and I can it? see why. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. It is, oh. um, this is an outstanding movie. Really? It's, um, the, the cinematography. Dude, oh. still, I was, I was in awe. I was like, oh, I'd forgotten <laughs> the 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 harshness of the surroundings that it captures but then also mixes that with intimacy with the characters you know mm-hmm. what i mean like where the camera just sits really close to somebody and i love that our main character of sotsi he doesn't talk a lot in this no and so a lot of it is watching his face seeing mm. the emotions that are going through his eyes because even his expression doesn't totally change very much i mean but you can see there's there's a there's lot buried in his eyes there. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Because a lot yeah. of the time he's reactive. Like he'll be still and then he's like explosive in his reactions. Exactly. There's um there's some of those where he was um he was talking with a homeless guy and mm. it's under like this um like a freeway type thing, like an underpass, uh, sort mm. of, I guess. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is, but it, it kind of paints a picture for you. But it would alternate between some close ups and some medium shots to this really wide shot. And I loved it because you had on either side of the screen, the characters and were pulled so far back that we can see just all of this area around them. I mean, it's beautiful. It's mesmerizing to look at. And so I loved just how much creativity was used within the actual filming portion of this. Mm. There are moments when, um, you see our main character Totsi. Uh, they just do like a flash of a past moment, and I just thought it was so powerful. One moment where he's running as an adult across a field, and it just flashes to him running as a kid as a field uh, across the field, and you know something has happened, but you don't know what yet. And there's moments like that, and I just thought there's so many like multifaceted layers to this film that it is speaking like how how it draws it all together is is really clever. It is. And I mean, like one of my big things whenever I watch movies is I love to see character growth, you know, doesn't always have to be positive, but I like Mm. to see, I like to see a dynamic character. I don't want just somebody who's static the entire time through because it's just kind of boring to watch. And here, I mean, he starts out as somebody that we just don't like, you know, I mean, yeah, Yeah. he's He's a bad guy. Yeah, he he is is a a bad guy. Yeah. 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 He is. He is a thug and he's the leader of the gang and the gang is funny because it's so mixed matched. Um, yeah. You get this big dude who's kind of dumb, happy-go-lucky type of thing. I mean, he's just kind of yeah. there for the ride. He's jolly. Yeah. Uh, you got one guy who's an absolute psychopath. Yeah. It, I mean, he that dude is no bad doubt. news all you, the way you through. You just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You. And then, then there's this other guy who's kind of nice, and you're wondering why he's mixed up in this because he doesn't really seem like he mm. fits. You know, yeah, he's he was almost a teacher or something. Yeah. Y- exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But the 
I thought the character progression that we watch with Insotsi is beautiful mm. because we watch him and it's not an abrupt change, even though this takes place only over six, six days. Is that what mm. it is? Yeah. Yeah. Six days. Yeah. So it's not a long time, but because of circumstances in his life that he puts into motion, mm. um, you know, unintentionally, but still you see how that draws upon his past mm. and influences his future and then we get to see this change in him and that was brilliantly executed um mm. because you feel it like i feel there's yeah. emotional weight to it like at the beginning i don't really care about the character because i don't really like him i also yeah. don't know him but i still yeah. don't really like him halfway mm -hmm. through the movie i know more about him and i'm still not sure i like him yeah. you know mm -hmm. by the end i'm like i mean on yeah. the edge of my seat because there's a climax coming that is precarious yeah you know for sure how much were you taken back when he steals a car and there's something <laughs> that happens in that moment did you know did i didn't you know. suspect we, we, no i didn't see that was the thing like i mm. because i didn't know where the story was going yeah that was an utter shock to me yeah. which which i think really works for it you know yeah the, i remember the first time i was like oh crap now what is he gonna do because he's not the type of guy that should be dealing with this situation and he doesn't do what i thought he was gonna do <laughs> that's right thankfully i think yes yes <laughs> well and disappointingly because he could have done one of two things and he did a well, third thing that i wasn't expecting <laughs> my wife her wife and i said oh he could have just left that thing in the car and um that would have been a bad idea because in africa if you leave something on the side of the road it gets stripped for everything as we see later on it's like it's up and it's <laughs> it's up on bricks there's no tires the fabric's gone everything your know, wire copper all of that inside the doors is all gone because you'll sell it and use it uh for living yeah well yeah yeah well mm. and and from a health standpoint mm. there's a point where we see something is left oh and then when he gets back it's covered in bugs which i was like how did and they then, do that because that no cg it's a real baby I, I, dude I, we were saying yeah, I, whose is that yeah, I, right <laughs> because you can't control no you can't the, the variable dude, I, I was like wow yeah. Oh, I was one of the was, one of the worst scenes I've seen in a long time because of a protective nature that just comes over you going dude. <laughs> yes, <laughs> what the hell, yeah. man? <laughs> well, see, and that's what I think would have would have happened had he left it in the car. Yes. You're like yeah, that's uh, not a good idea know, or worse. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? What I like about, like you were talking about his progression, there's a clear story as to the loss of his family, his his yes. mother particularly. And he meets another woman later down the road. And, and I felt like it wasn't like a romantic relationship. It was he saw the mother in her as well, the, the thing he was missing. Because in many ways, even though he's a gang leader and a thug, he's still that little boy running across the field. I think that's what the film was showcasing. He yeah. missed out on that part of his life, desperate for love, which is why when we get the, the thing, um, he's conflicted about what to do. 
uh, it's, it's a beautiful story, harrowing. Like it's it's dark when you think about it more and more. It's like the stuff that, and that's that's not no. I mean, that's not not normal. Like that's what life is. Like when you see the representation of life in the shanty town in Johannesburg, at least you know, like when I was around, that's uh -huh. how it was. And there's just oh more of it now. So, like. To prove the point, if you go and watch Neil Blomkamp's uh, District, District Nine, mm -hmm. again, very accurate. The devastating and horrifying when towards the end of the movie, where he's trying to figure out his life, you know, he's trying to make yeah. some decisions, and yeah. he goes and sits down, and he's in front. You know, these other kids come up to him, and you yeah. see these concrete. Um, pipe yep. your fittings I've, I've, that is real i've been in there i've seen people live there yeah it's all it's real it's not made up yeah. the, that is I mean, it's devastating it, yeah. it's a heartbreaking mm -hmm. to watch that i mean it's just like oh my gosh yeah. you know and <clears throat> and they that have happens a still today yeah oh man the the, the conversation that happens is brief mm. but so telling and just you know oh my gosh um, i love i do like that interaction because it still shows love and kindness yes. even in because they see this guy he tells them that he used to live there and he shows them what he has and they mm -hmm. say well we we can't take care yeah. of that because you know basically we can't feed ourselves but they're still willing to think about it right and they're like ranging from seven or eight to 14 probably that, that age range yeah, I mean, it's harrowing. It's harrowing. Um, <laughs> the score was beautiful. Mm. Uh, it reminded me of The Power of One, where you have the yes. vocalizations through it, and it's just, I mean... Oh, that kind of beautiful. African, beautiful singing, but it is, it, again, it, it it brings about a feeling of sorrow, uh, you know, mm -hmm. haunting. Uh, you've ever heard of uh, Lady Smith Black Mambaza? Yeah. Which is uh, very similar to that, yeah. It's funny you said haunting because that's one of the words that I wrote down for the uh, score. That yeah. it's yeah, it's and not not as in scary, but as in no, like no, no. it sticks with you and it's just memorable. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, <clears throat> one of the characters um, who has no speaking parts is so stinking cute in this thing. Um, <laughs> just oh my gosh, <laughs> it just is so so cute. But <laughs> the climax for this movie. Like I talked about a little bit was, um, I mean, on the edge of my seat. I mean, it Dude, is riveting. I really wanted him to leave earlier. Yes. Because I, had he done what he wanted to do, <clears throat> there's a moment where he said, do you mind if I come back and and see you to yes. the, like the surrogate mother? And she says, sure. Even knowing what he's done, she still was willing to help him. And mm. a little smile from her. And I was like, oh, that, that would be beautiful. Yes, and I think it's not bad. I just I wasn't satisfied with the fade to black at the end. Oh, what did you, you know want? what I mean? <laughs> I, it's it's a resolution, <laughs> and it I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah, no, I haven't I said do. anything, but I mean I because you've seen the movie, you know what I'm. I, it's not necessarily the ending I want, but it's also mm. a really good ending. 
Yeah, um, no, I get it. There's a, there's a conflict there. You giving the audience what would make them happy, or giving them something that's reality, uh, is way harsher and harder to do. Yeah. If I was the yeah. filmmaker, I'd probably do the thing that I wanted to do, which is not necessarily <laughs> the best choice. But I, I'm a sucker for happy endings. Yeah. Exactly, In and it's not the- not a happy ending. It's just real yes right yeah yes yes and the i mean that whole sequence Mm. is is so i mean like holding your breath because if that was america oh right yeah no yeah instantly yeah and the fact the fact though that the the the, um the dad the people listen to the dad you know what I mean? That's yeah. there's a there's, oh gosh. I did laugh because uh, I laughed. There's there's a way with words that African mamas have that brings about authority. No matter the, the hardest thug man, no matter who you are, you could be like the leader of like the the biggest rebel army. Uh, your mama says bring me that you better not the, the mother of this with the husband she was fantastic and i was i was so surprised he didn't like run to her <laughs> i'm so sorry yeah you see everybody kind of snaps to attention <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man brilliant thank you for uh, recommending this this was outstanding it's um in the U.S., it's available to rent. I rented it on Prime for like mm. four bucks. So definitely a a do it. It's from two thousand five, Tsotsi. and was it was it available to rent for you? Is that? Uh, no, I couldn't find it okay. anyway. I had to. There's a like n- number of streaming services that you can just type in, and, and they'll just oh, like okay. play it for you. Because uh, it was that or buy it on DVD for seventeen pounds, and I was like, what? That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of the options. I'm like, I've never seen this. I'm not going to buy this just because. Mm. Not on know. DVD. Yeah, seventeen yeah. pounds on Blu-ray, maybe, but yeah. You know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, exactly. It's odd. So. Um, can you check whether it's on Netflix? Because it used to be on Netflix in the U.S. It's not on Netflix in it's the not. U.S. now. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. It, it literally it is. It was on Prime, Vudu, maybe one other. I'm amazed um, that Apple, we found maybe. it because it's such an obscure film anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah. You, you know what was crazy, though? Let me. The director, okay, Gavin yes. Hood. Yes. Um, he's, he's South an African act- as well. He, yeah, South African. He's an actor also, mm. but mm-hmm. this is what got me. I mean, so he's been in, he's, he's been in a whole bunch of things, but mm. I looked at his directing stuff and I'm like, hmm. He recently directed Official Secrets with um, yeah. the, the Kira Knightley. Um, yeah. Eye in the Sky, yeah. that one with, uh, who is it, uh, Helen Mirren, yeah. I think. He did Ender's Game. Yeah, so and random. He's, he's, his filmography is all over the place. It is X-Men Origins, Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. He also did Rendition, which is great, but it, it it's like, he, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's just it literally all over the place. Um, yeah. And so <laughs> I was just, I was really shocked. I guess, um, you know, that you have this because when you see actor and then director, you know, and the, and they act in most of their, their same stuff too, that you yeah. kind of go, mm, 
but I was thinking maybe he just gave himself one of those short acting roles for the films that he's directing because that's that's what it seems like. End of game, he's in. I have this guy is in. Just to be in there for fun. Random episode of Stargate (laughs) SG (laughs) One. Exactly. So this is um, yeah, excellent movie, excellent choice. Thank you. Um, Put it on your watch list, everybody. Are you ready to talk about the um, the thing that did not make your list or the worst thing you watched? Yeah, sure. Okay. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Yeah, mine's fairly quickly, fairly quick. Um, a okay. couple of weeks ago, I spoke about Bucky Hummer, the anime, yes. uh, and the anime style, which isn't great. It feels very cheap. Uh, we got the last section of episodes. So it was like 14 episodes ending mm-hmm. the second season of Bucky Hummer. And this is the storyline that everybody's been waiting for. This is the father and son fight, the two strongest fighters in the world. Um, his dad is known as Ogre. Uh, he's basically a not human. Neither is his son anymore. And this is the fight that we've been wanting to see. Of course, they take about six, seven episodes to get there still, even with the 14. And once we get there, then it's all about the narration of the, the, the commentator that's narrating the moves to us or the history of the move or the, this is what he did in that moment. This is what he felt in that moment. And then mm-hmm. we get the stills of the the animation where there's you see the still and the pans from left to right and a lot of um comments have said they still feel like this is better than it has been but it's still not great so it was disappointing to me because this is the fight i've been waiting for not just two seasons so we have bucky hammer and we have bucky and there's been two seasons of bucky then it's bucky hammer so we've it's, it's essentially had four seasons of this that's been spanning years because there's time in between those seasons so you know it's like six years we've been waiting to see this fight which they've been teasing from the very beginning oh, and then geez. it ends on what feels like a cheap anime now i love the story i love the characters um, i even like some of the movements of the anime and i like some of the narration but as a complete whole it's just like ugh. oh that's unfortunate Someone mentioned to me um and I, I i know of it but i'd never seen it like if you need something to cleanse your palate and go watch a good fighting anime uh, i was like yes yes please give me that um it's a boxing anime that's quite old but I, I i've watched the first six episodes since then um here it is hajime no ipo it's on netflix at the moment there's 76 episodes oh wow and so far it's it's so good it's, it's much better so this dude that tries to young man tries to he, they got no father the husband has died young man helps his mom with her fishing business he goes to school he wakes up early helps his mom set up like the fishing boat goes to school comes back helps his mom with the fishing boat so he's like like no personal life and um he gets bullied all the time turns out though that he's pretty strong because he's always working on the fishing boat Mm. uh it's his built-up muscles and one day this boxer sees him being beaten up takes put in him beats up the 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 bullies and then this kid's like oh i i would like to be a boxer protect myself and be a new man and it's basically this transformation. He has natural talent, but also what it means to become a boxer and how that discipline actually can change you and better your life. That sort of thing. It's very good. Karate Kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Wax on, wax off. Yeah. Nice. Um. Okay. So that's a wrap. Was on my list. Um, right. <laughs> but I at least finished that one. I got oh. a screener this week for a sequel movie that came out on Hulu on Friday. Called oh, Vacation I asked for this. Friends 2. Yeah, nobody 
They didn't give it to me. Oh, it's not good. I uh, turned it off 20 minutes into it. Oh, holy crap. The, the one with John Cena. Yeah. Um, Meredith okay. Hagner, who plays John Cena's wife in this, I wanted yeah. to murder her. She <laughs> is the most obnoxious, um, crude, unfunny character. Okay, but did you watch, did you like the first one? I didn't see the first one. And okay. Yeah, I know. It, well, but see, and I'm okay with I'm okay with crude. I'm mm. okay with obnoxious, but it yeah. was like aggravating because oh. she's just she had one one acting style and it was scream. Oh, that's And it was just it was grating like all the way through. Mm. And you just felt like you have taken you you said, "Hey, let's have an idea. Let's make this character be the absolute worst person we can make them." And let's have them be as annoying as possible all the time. Right. And is so it like the interactions. I mean, I like Lillard L. Howard Howery, his comedy. I think he's brilliant. I like, mm-hmm. I like his delivery, that sarcastic, that kind of, um, you know, I mean, he's a little bit like Hannibal Buress, how he's yeah, just d- depends on what he's in. Yeah. Y- y- exactly. And to be fair, he was okay in the first one. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, and obviously the the first one, I think a lot of people really liked the first one. I still want to see it, um, mm-hmm. because I think it's that it's that uh, that odd couple type of scenario, yes, right? It is, you yeah, know, when it yeah, 100%. it ends up working. They meet that weird couple that yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it, a little <laughs> relatable because you're on vacation and you see somebody who kind of tries to latch on to you a little bit, and you're like, mm, no. Yeah, I mean, when my wife and I went on a cruise, we went with some of our best friends. And we, because their, one of their fathers was a travel agent, we had them sit us at a s- private table during dinner because I don't want to eat with strangers. Uh, that's weird. I'm not, I'm not there to make friends on the seven days that I'm on vacation. I'm there to be on yeah. vacation and have fun. I don't want no awkward yeah, yeah, conversations, exactly. you know, anything like that. So anyway, <laughs> this, I mean, it just, it, it just kept going from bad to worse. And I was just, it was grating on me. And I was just like, I can't, oh, like I, I found myself like, do I really want to sit here for another hour and a half or do I want to try something else? And so literally I turned it off and that's when I put on how, um, you're so not invited to my bat mitzvah. Right. Okay. So I'll yeah. give this one a miss then. Yeah. For me, it's, it's a miss right now on, at least on IMDB, it's a 5.4 rating out of 10 oh. with 653 okay. votes. I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes has on it, but, um, you know, it's for me, stay away from it. It's just not like, oh yeah, it's 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, oh wow. With an audience score of 48. So this is, I mean, so it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, uh, and it was a screener that I got. I didn't even ask for, they sent it to me. And so I think I was excited. I actually moved. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, they knew what i was going to say about it so they didn't oh. send me one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah so the, it's chris amazing. sometimes likes bad rom- romantic comedy so he might Dude, like this i'm really gentle on romantic comedies i give a lot yeah, of birth for that yeah. you know i mean that's you have to be terrible for me to <laughs> <laughs> but john None. cena's always amazing dude john Cena. i like john cena uh, he's got a <laughs> great um sense of comedic timing 
Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. It's just in this in this scenario, just was not working for me but at all. But that just proves, right? It's it's probably never the actor's fault. It's how the dialogue's been written and how they've been directed. Exactly. They, yeah. Yeah. It's just they're just doing the job like they've been told to do it. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, fulfilling the vision that was given to them. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Which would you rather watch again? That's Meg a wrap. Two or Vacation Friends 2? Wait, which? what was the first one? Meg 2 or Vacation Friends 2? Meg 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and you'd rather watch That's a Wrap than... <laughs> than Vacation Friends 2, yeah. That's, Good Lord. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, that tells you, yeah. 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 So, um... Okay, you ready to dive into some entertainment news? Yeah, let's do okay. it. I don't have anything positive. <laughs> it's all uh, gross. Okay, well, I, got, I got some. Um, there's some stills of uh, One Piece oh, yeah. that uh, went live. It's a One Piece adaptation. Uh, it's basically saying a uh, desire to honor the framings of the manga, but keep it grounded into our world lit by the brilliant cinematographer Nicole Whitaker. If you see the stills, they are actually beautiful. Like, if this is actually what it looks like, it's going to be a stunning-looking series that I might want to watch multiple times because, one, I'll watch it for the adventure and the escapers, and, and then I'll want to, like, there's a reason why this costs $13 million an episode. That's, let's see why. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never seen the anime but the mm. stills, the side-by-side comparisons and everything, I'm, I'm very impressed at what they have done. So mm. I am I am looking forward to checking the series out. Uh, before we get into the depressing news, which I, I can figure out what it is, <laughs> uh, do you remember us joking about how Top Gun Maverick wasn't a film and we wouldn't believe it until we actually yes, saw it? Yes. Because that it was like two years <laughs> running joke. Like, exactly. This is, this is, we're never, it doesn't even come is, out. We yeah. just have a trailer. That's all it is. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> um, June 2 is <laughs> being pushed back until next year, March. That was on uh, part of my news. Yep. That, okay. Uh, the 15th of 15th, March. Yeah, March the 15th. The films that are coming out in March next year is Elio. Apparently, there's a big film. The Fall Guy, A Quiet Place Day 1, Kung Fu Panda 4, Dune Part 2, Disney Snow White, Mickey 17, and Untitled Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. <laughs> it's like, that's got to be a holding yeah. pattern now for all the... They're just kind of... where yeah. They're just putting it there for the time being. There's yes. no way all those films come out that month. I... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, right now, yeah, like March 29th is Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, I, <laughs> it, I'll hit up on some of the other ones then of the, the ones that have, ch- you know, moved around. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Challengers, that movie with yeah. Zendaya. Um, yeah. That is, it was supposed to come out in September. Now. Yeah. It's now April 26th of 2024. That's, that's um, a massive pushback for that. Yep. Yep. Um, Problemista, which is an A24 movie, um, mm. is now just pushed off. I don't know when it's it's going. Um, did you know there was a Minecraft movie? 
Yes, yes, it did. Yeah, <laughs> Jason Momoa Matt, and yeah. Matt Berry. Yeah, I want to so see it so badly. <laughs> I'm so there it's for this. Be amazing. <laughs> and not even, I mean, no, for both of them because they both. Matt's well, Matt Berry is always Momoa silly and together. Just, uh, yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, and Jason Momoa is the best thing about the Fast film, like by miles. Oh my gosh, when he his his flamboyance and his just knowing what he wanted to do with the character and then t- you know working it with the director to just embody this yeah <laughs> this silly yep, yep. but scary yep. character oh my gosh yeah um uh the the movie critic which is uh tarantino's new movie is being uh, yeah. pushed yeah um yeah. let's see here uh bad boys four what, has now been one? yeah Ugh, well, bad boys four ain't and Inside Out 2, which I'm not looking forward to that movie. But um, those are both now coming out on June 14th in 2024. Did you not like Inside Out? No, I liked Inside Out. Not in, I'm not excited for Inside Out 2. Oh, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> why? why? I, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. What Craven did Inside Out do to you? <laughs> Craven I, the Hunter is not coming out this year? Not anymore. It's going to but August thirty, August thirtieth of twenty twenty four. Year away. Yeah, it was meant to come out October. now. God yeah. damn it. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Um, and we all we know that um, Spider Man Beyond the Spider Verse was supposed to come out in March twenty ninth <laughs> yeah, of twenty twenty four, and now it doesn't even have a date. Yeah, it doesn't. So it's been pushed back there's to that. never. Yeah. Um. There's a untitled at the moment Karate Kid movie. Oh yes. That it was supposed to come out in June of next year. Now it's coming out in December right. of next year. Um These also, are all also holding patterns because the the things are still ongoing. That's correct. So the longer yes. that gap, the more they're gonna push them. That that's correct, yeah. The until until the studios decide to pay their writers and pay mm-hmm. their actors, mm-hmm. they're yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see a continued uh pushback mm-hmm. on things. Um there's a there's a FX murder mystery limited series. Um and it's now at least right now, probably is gonna be pushed back even farther, but it was supposed to come out on August 29th called A Murder at the End of the World. But and it must now, be done then. Yeah. Yeah, it's so done. It's, it's yeah, just but they're just putting it back. They're just pushing it back. Yeah. So now it's right now it's set for sometime in November. Um weird. There you go. Yeah. Um let's see here. Um White Bird with uh Gillian Anderson and Helen Mirren was supposed to come mm. out actually last week um and now it's <laughs> sometime in the winter and that doesn't even mean anything i don't know what winter means yeah, um, which winter <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah. there is dirty dancing a new um i guess it's a reboot maybe retelling right. of it Leave it, it was supposed to come out in in february and now it's now in the summer of 2025 i'm so sad about that yeah. So there's just, I mean, it um, is. Be, uh, oh, <laughs> I didn't realize this. Okay, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It's oh, being no. pushed also. No, it hasn't. According to Vulture, 
It is, which they're quoting Variety. So, but it um, goes back to when. Good lord! It doesn't. Um, if that's been pushed back, there's no point in releasing it because James is is meant to start next year. Yeah, or yeah. the the new lot, right? Yeah, I don't know. I just good yeah. lord. Yeah. Okay. So what um, a mess Hollywood is at the moment. Yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat Two has stopped shooting. Uh, <laughs> we know Deadpool Three has been yeah. pushed back. Um, cause they're, they've stopped, they've stopped filming also. Um, I, I actually don't have high hopes for Deadpool three just because yeah. it's under Disney's banner. I just, the first yeah. two were Fox and they, and they say they're not kiddifying it, but I don't know. I don't, are they, yeah, are I'm they not able sure, to do that? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, mission impossible. Um, the next one for, um, dead reckoning part two is, uh, Probably not going to come out well? in June of next year. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. And cool. Then you got, Thanks for those all that happy news, Chris. Yeah. Oh, there's there's so many more, but yeah, no, it's just it's. <laughs> just I mean, you got Beetlejuice two, Gladiator two, the live action. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe Gladiator two is actually a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Venom three. Um, like it's talking about the reason why all of these have been pushed back. Bob Iger. Oh, who earns gosh. 25 million a year reportedly is personally offended that the WGA didn't agree to AMPTP's latest offer that doesn't provide them proper fair pay and conditions. Writers are asking for a measly 0.18% average of a studio's annual income. Uh, and that's not personally each, it's for like the. Yeah. So. What planet does this guy live on, dude? Well, in the in the twenty five million, that's a base salary. Yeah, that's not bonuses. That's not like all the other extras that he gets. Yeah, because we know that they. I mean, they get so much more in there. That's why they agree to a lower salary. And when I say mm-hmm. lower, good lord, I won't make twenty five million dollars in my lifetime. Um, the. Yeah, I saw I saw a breakout, and I I wish I had downloaded it um, or screenshotted it. It showed the averages of what um, what it would work out to in the studios, um, like a percentage of their revenue to mm. pay the actors and the um, and the writers what they what they're asking for. And yeah. it was yeah, it was like it was all of the average was point eighteen percent. That point eighteen percent. So not even a quarter of a percent. Um, no. And, you know, some of them went up to, I think, 0.22%. And some of them were even down like like 0.11%, something like that. I mean, it's weird, ridiculous. So also that CEO, then you move on to Netflix's CEO, Ted uh, Sarandos, who is saying that he's concerned that if they give a fair deal to writers and actors in the U.S., that will set a precedent for the writers and actors in other territories to ask for fair deals. I want you to say that again out loud, please. What? What in the you actual? Want to read that again? Okay. F- no, 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 not you. Him. I, know, I mean, you know. really. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear yourself say that? Did you? Did you actually <laughs> listen to yourself and then say, "Yes, that's what I meant to say." I don't want to pay people fairly, and if we pay them fairly here in the U.S., <gasps> mm. 
everybody else is going to get the same idea and we're going to have to pay them fairly too. <laughs> Good Lord. This is like a sweatshop. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's absolutely like, how is this legal? How is this allowed? Pay your freaking writers. I, 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 they can't wow. afford medical. That's, that's ridiculous. And now, and now they are actually starting to lose their homes as well. Yep. Yep. I, I unacceptable especially mm. when especially when you have these um these heads of studios who live so far outside of reality mm. yeah you know um i mean i i feel like i'm similar to i understand these guys these ceos a little bit because last week uh we had a number of storms and it was really like heavily raining and that is the reason why i didn't get as many views was because of these storms just like what Warner Brothers uh, says about Blue Beetle, that Tropical Storm Hillary had a significant impact on their box office numbers. Yeah. That's it. That's... <laughs> what planet do these guys live on? Well, not something that's based in reality. Um, and <laughs> I do think it's unfortunate that Blue Beetle is not doing well. No, um, yeah, because yeah, it's, like nothing against the film. Yeah, it's a good movie, and it's a you know he's a great character and a great. There's a number of reasons why it's not doing well. It's the end of an era for the. Nobody knows if this is a part of the reboot or is part of the old lot. Uh, where and you don't even know what to believe. Writers and and you know big strikes and people don't want to support yeah. companies. Warner Brothers is not in good stead with people at the moment because of how they're treating everybody. Never mind not paying their writers. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Oh. And we, superhero fatigue. Yeah, so. yep. Yeah. Well, did we also, did we talk about, um, speaking of superheroes, I don't know if we talked about it before, but um, there was that whole thing where Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot was talking about how she was in talks uh, to oh, yeah. reprise she Wonder Woman 3. Wonder Woman 3. Yeah, and we did James, talk about it a bit. Did we? Okay. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I don't even know where we're at now in this because, I mean, it. it I don't know. I haven't heard anything. He hasn't responded to it, so. I don't know what went on there, but yeah, she really thought she was doing Wonder Woman 3 still, and Thera's saying no. <laughs> well, you know, and the funny thing is, too, the, for as much as I like what James Gunn has done in the movies, mm. um, and I was excited for what he was going to do with DC, mm. I have not been impressed with the rollout so far. No. I think, I think he should have... Um, made the tough decision to say we're scrapping x x and x yeah we'll put them out as um you know on digital make them these are not canon these are not anything these are just a movie we want you know we you can watch them if you want or whatever no marketing um and then start with either saying okay blue beetle is the first one here's the yeah. beginning of DC. they needed to come out and back it as that or not and there's been no backing either way which is why the fans are like what is this yeah, you have all this confusion, and yeah. so you know, flash fl blah, bombs pretty yeah. much. I mean, yeah. okay, we we kind of expected that because first mm. off, well, so well it has a whole bunch of issues. Nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so there was it's a, it was a really easy way of appeasing the fans of both sides, and I I think had he done that, like I just I just don't get it sometimes. Like who. The, the conversations they have in their big board meetings 
because Flash is like the, the flash point of resetting everything, they've already showcased that they could have any actor that they wanted playing those roles. And because we have multiple universes, there's no reason why we couldn't have finished the Snyderverse on one universe and then he could have gone, and this is the other universe. So you would have appeased fans. You could have linked it in that that universe is like collided or collapsed or these other characters now enter as part of the older versions of themselves or they're in that timeline, but now we have this one. Rather than just kind of going, blam. Because the more I think about it, the more I love Ben Affleck as Batman, Henry Cavill as Superman, and uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. They're in their roles they're perfect the films they've in might not have been perfect but what film is perfect yeah. uh, snyder was seven. creating a, a vision yeah seven is perfect <laughs> <laughs> snyder was creating a vision and he was you know did something incredible yeah. mostly yeah well and mm-hmm. he i mean yeah he did and, and you got to yeah. give him credit for that i mean it's it's ambitious and yeah. you know like the movies or not like the movies i mean he that's a big universe that he was mantling. And then having the, 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 the goal to come back after he's lost a daughter, spend another $70 million to re-edit and fix the carapel that was Joss Whedon's Justice League. Yeah. And then make it uh, like this extravaganza in the aspect ratio that he was willing to go to make it the epic it was. I'm surprised that... Um, with the amount of watch time that that got on HBO, that they didn't green light more of Snyder's that yeah it makes you wonder if there's things behind the scenes where there is just a big clash yes yeah you know that the execs and him just do not get along and they were contractually fulfilling something and then done because honestly Rebel Moon looks amazing (laughs) it does right it looks fun like a sweeping space epic yeah, and it's it's a two-parter, so yeah, you know, we're gonna get that first two and a half hours. Uh, he's doing his own version of lightsabers. I've seen in the cup of the stills. So. <laughs> yeah, those are kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, have you got more news? I have no more news. Do you have news? Okay. No, no, I'm, I'm done okay. with the depressing world of <laughs> entertainment news. Should Let's... we talk about what we're looking forward to this coming? Week? Yes. Um... I'm looking forward to one thing. You're only looking forward to one thing? Well, most so, of all, to, to one thing. One oh, piece. Is it one piece? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Is On it one Netflix. piece? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are, there's some movies coming out. Uh, I don't know how widely released they're going to be. Um, right. Some of them may go straight to digital, which I'm okay with because I think the quality of these is going to be kind of, hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The one I'm probably the most excited about. Oh, dear. what is it, it? It comes out on the 30th, Slother House. Oh, Slother House, is that? Is yeah. it actually, it's got to be streaming, right? Like, it's got it's got to be, yeah. Vod. It can't um, be cinema. The, the thing I'm bummed about, though, is it's PG-13. What? No. Yeah, you got, uh, yeah, so that, that tempers it a little bit, but I still want to yeah. see it. I think it's going to be just absolutely stupid. Um, <laughs> okay. There's another movie coming out on Friday, and it has... Um, Simon Pegg as the lead. And I know the story because I listened to a podcast that talked about this story. It's like some weird history type of thing. The right. um the title of the movie is Nandor Fodor and the Talking Mongoose. 
I've never heard of this. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be curious if it gets any type of release other right. than maybe like some obscure art house thing that, you know, is in yeah. one city. Um, it, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never heard of this. <laughs> it's based on a true story. I'm not expecting it to be good, um, okay. but it is Simon Pegg. Right. So um, there's a big, I'll say big, there's, you know, in the comments where they're like, they're like, watch this movie. It's coming yeah. out. Uh, there's a film called Jawan on the 7th of September. What, An emotional Juwan? journey. Jawan? J-A-W-A-N? Jawan? say that once more? J-A-W-A-N? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Emotional journey of a man in an attempt to get even with his past, driven by a personal vendetta while keeping up to... A promise made years ago. It's two hours and forty-five minutes, so it's a it's an Indian epic. Okay, and it's hmm. coming to local cinemas, so it must have a fairly big uh, release. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm watching a fright fest movie. On it comes out on the 29th. It's called Failure. Hmm. I, That's it, with um, Sam Raimi. No, uh, not Sam Ted Raimi. Raimi. I think Ted Raimi. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. We'll see. Looks. Yeah, I have that one too. So, I, I don't like the poster, but I like Ted Raimi. So, <laughs> I didn't like the poster either. The poster like, just mm. looks so cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. I mean, it's another indie type of film, um, but it is coming to Fright Fest. So I figured, ah, we'll give it a go. Give it a go. Maybe it's a good one, like uh, The More. Um, yes. Or maybe it's a bad one, like uh, That's a Wrap. So we'll find. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Great Seduction is a movie coming to Netflix. I think it's a rom-com. I think it's a okay. Italian, maybe? Spanish? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, another Fright Fest film called The Knocking. Really? Yeah. Uh, this is it's not English, so I've, I've taken the right direction already. It's a tense and terrifying eco-horror rooted in the forest and folklore of Finland. So this is right up your street. The only issue when I started watching it last night on my phone <laughs> uh, oh. and I was like, ah, oh, this is good. The, the subtitles don't quite work on a phone so I'm going to have to stick it up on the projector I think and see if the, they're working better. Definitely need subtitles for this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's totally up my alley. Yeah. Nice. Um, there is another movie coming to Netflix on Friday the 1st called Happy Ending. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a rom-com and Chris will be there for that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, for those of you on the audio, um, <laughs> we had a technical glitch and I don't know when it stopped recording. <laughs> So I apologize for the jump in the audio here because it, well, there you go. Um, we have been discussing uh, things that we're looking forward to. Um, happy endings is the mm. last thing I said um, coming out on September 1st. So the changeling embargo lifts on September the 1st on Friday. Um, it actually starts coming out on the 8th of September. So the f one, two, th the first three episodes will air on the 8th of September, which I think is the Friday. But this is one to look out for. It looks really interesting. A horror story of parenthood, fable, and perilous odyssey through New York City that you didn't know existed. I'm looking forward to this one. 
and I'm very curious if this is going to be um, like the movie, The Changeling. Um, there is, let's see here. Um, is it the one? There's, um, was there another one too? So there's the first one that was in um, 1980 with George C. Scott. Mm. Um, Never seen it. And I want to say that I did see it and it was like, it was a pretty good horror. Right. Um, but I thought there was one with Angelina Jolie um, that was um, by, yeah, yeah, 2008. Um, oh, it's called Changeling, though. I don't know if it's the same story or not. Um, Angelina Jolie, directed by Clint Eastwood. Oh, I don't think that's the same thing. So I don't, know, I don't know if that one's the same or not, but <clears throat> coming to Apple. Yeah, right. Yeah. Lakeith yeah, Stanfield. Apple. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Um, Invasion season two has started. The first episode has aired and the second one's about to air. Uh, so if that's your cup of tea, that is ongoing. Invasion season two. Have you started watching this? I haven't. No. Have you? No, I haven't. I didn't see the first season either, but I just, it's, I've seen some of the comments hmm. from people and <clears throat> it doesn't seem like a lot of people are interested or excited about this because they kind of like you were kind of ambivalent on the hmm. first season that it just, I really like the trailer. Didn't really do for too much for two, them. So I'm, I'm fingers crossed, uh, but we will see. Uh, I've been working my way through the morning show. I'm now on the second season, uh, catching up because the third season's coming out uh 13th of september mm. i think it comes out so it's you know not next week but it, just a few days after that uh if you were thinking of starting to get into it then you got a bit of time uh so far I've, i thought it was excellent very very good yeah cool yeah i don't have anything else in my um that's coming up this week that i know of um okay there's always stuff that we, for you we think of later and like damn it i should have said that <laughs> right yeah i know um oh yeah yeah it seems like it's a slower week oh disenchantment uh the final season. oh that's right the season yeah, yeah. the final season yeah final season yeah nice fifth part right on i i i need to go back to it i mean i was liking it <laughs> yeah. you know I, I dropped off in the first season though it was just yeah. i mean i've seen all didn't of them get so totally close. invested yeah oh nice yeah. nice cool okay Mm -hmm. that it yeah all right cool uh hey thank you so much for joining us um we appreciate it we apologize for the audio glitch in there uh but don't forget to like share subscribe us on youtube head over mm -hmm. there ruben with the ruby tuesday meet mm -hmm. chris movies and munchies uh we have our patreon opportunity at patreon.com slash the bearded ones where for its one pound entry gets you access to over 60 videos uh there's a couple of tiers in there that will allow you to request us to watch a tv series or a movie uh there's even another tier that allows you to join us for um recording of a video and you get obviously the way patreon works each tier gives you each as you progress up gives you all of the benefits of the ones before there so please mm -hmm. go check that out if you haven't already we do love our patrons that we have on there so far mm -hmm. um, but it's patreon.com slash the bearded ones 
If you have not already done so, please rate and review us whatever podcasting platform you happen to be listening this on because it would just, it helps us, uh, you know, and we, we appreciate those. With that, we will see you next week. Take care. Chris, don't trust atoms. They make up everything. <laughs> <laughs>